and welcome to another comic episode of Gave My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who is with me tonight? Stephen JD. Uh, Stuart Hughes. <laughs> what is that from? That was my best droids. <laughs> I can do I can do the droids dying in the old republic, but it involves whistling, so I don't know how good that'll sound. Probably not very good. Every time you kill a droid in the old republic it goes. <laughs> every single time. <laughs> Too teeny. <laughs> Stephen, since, since, this is, <laughs> since this is your pick, you want to introduce what we're going to be talking about tonight? This is actually your pick. This is your pick. No, this is your pick. <laughs> oh, I no, it was not. I'll my introduce pick. it. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, actually, you introduce it because I don't remember what year this came out. <laughs> we are talking about Star Wars: Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith comic which came out is 2017 is the darth vader the second darth vader run that's standalone and it's the other basically the like <laughs> what the first like seven years short anthology series from the first like seven years the emperor took over is it seven years it might not be that long it might only be like five well no because it implies like a lot of time has passed in the last arc oh don't we'll get there <laughs> we'll get there uh, but this one, there will be spoilers for this comic. There will be spoilers for Star Wars stuff. You've been warned, but it, if you listen to the show, you already know that. <laughs> um, but we, what this does take place immediately, and I mean immediately after Revenge of the Sith for uh, like five or seven years, however so, so many years throughout the beginning of the Empire. Right. I just saw, the, we did not know this before recording, I literally just saw this, that another Marvel comic series is starting next year also called Star Wars Darth Vader. So it'll be the fourth Star Wars Darth Vader comic series that's independent of the other ones. Yep. Well, each one, like the other Darth Vader one, the one that takes place that came out that, that came out in 2015 takes place between episodes 4 and episode 5. Mm-hmm. So that will probably take place some what they're doing is they're just trying to fill different parts of the story that you're not going to get movies, you're not going to get TV shows, you're not going to get games, something to kind of bridge the gap of, of information. Yeah. And I think they're all pretty much like little anthologies. I want to say the second series that came out was like... That's what we're reading. We're talking about... We're talking about the third one that came out. We're talking about Dark Lord of the Sith. <laughs> Are you sure it's the third one? Yeah, there was one uh, in 2011-2014. That ended oh. in 2015-2016. That That's ended. all before Disney, right? Yeah, the one from 2011-14 was Dark Horse Comics. That's all fan the rest fiction. Of Marvel. That's all fan fiction. <laughs> well, it is Sorry, now. it doesn't count. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> well, we're only talking about Marvel. Like, totally. Marvel public. Oh, and this is written by Charles Sewell. If I pronounce that correct. I don't Sewell. Know. Okay, I did not pronounce that correct. <laughs> I want to say Giuseppe Camucoli. I wasn't even going to try. <laughs> well, I know some of this isn't canon because I think they've since changed how lightsaber crystals work. Which is a whole thing. <laughs> I want to say all this is canon. Everything has been released after Disney buys it as canon. No, <laughs> there's some. Uh, well, there, what, do you, what do you mean by the crystals, though? Kyber crystals. The kyber he, crystals changed how they function. Um, at some you're point. talking about how he makes his first lightsaber. Kind of, but how they how Palpatine explains how the lightsaber crystal is made is. Well, maybe it's just a situation where you have a. A lying narrator. You can't trust Palpatine. He's a, he's a politician, for God's sake. Can't trust. Him. <laughs> he's a politician. <laughs> the main reason. He's a politician. He's a politician. Well, I mean, going back and rewatching the the prequels, I mean, they really did 
<laughs> they did a good job, I feel, of setting him up. One of the good, only good things oh, in there. Yeah, absolutely. But he is by far the best part of the prequels. Uh... Yes. Well, <laughs> really? What, what else would you say is what would you say is better than Palpatine? <laughs> well, not that anything's better. Just I don't know if I liked every part of him in those prequels. Sometimes he looked a little hokey. Yeah, some of the stuff got a little goofy. The whole, I mean, like, even his most intimidating was like, no, no, you will die. It's just kind of yeah. like goofy and weird. Yeah. The ultimate power. <laughs> so it's treason then. <laughs> okay, Jeez. I should open that can of worms. What was I thinking? Yeah. Like, everyone just take a minute and pause and go watch the video where they replace the lightsaber sounds with Palpatine saying, do it. And be back here in a minute and a half. <laughs> do, do, All right. Do it. I. I did like how this how this comic does open up where you have Vader being operated on, I guess, you know, adding all the Vader armor because all he is is, is a I forgot this. All he is is a torso. It's yeah, a, I know. Yeah. Got no arms, no legs, just a head and a torso. Just a, yep. Just a burnt. He's like the burn man from Call of Duty Vegas, except way less cool. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. You ain't got no <laughs> legs, Darth Vader. Lieutenant <laughs> <laughs> I, I, one thing I thought was interesting, they kind of go into this a little bit early in this comic where because of everything he went through and the suit he's wearing, all his force powers now are very, very much enhanced. Part of, well, the suit, part of it's just what he's going through. Well, no, I think what happened is it actually says like he doesn't feel as strong as he used to now that he's been damaged. Yeah, actually, I mean, he's yeah. more it's powerful like, than anything. Well, he's like less of a... I mean, the whole the whole series of this comics is like Darth Vader getting more and more powerful. Because mm -hmm. yeah. um, I have some issues. With, I mean, it's like a necessary thing to write in, but I have some issues with how Darth Vader is presented very early on in the series, pretty much up until like book three. Okay, I don't think we've properly explained that these are these. There's five books in this series, and like two kind of one-off arcs that are just like one series like one uh issue each yeah it's uh i think it's what like five or four issues each volume or something um see first, first one, one is six. six second one is four six they vary two yeah uh they each have to do whatever uh, arc they're they're talking six, about right. yeah yeah about six. there's like there's a couple unnecessary issues in here too that will kind of go in, but there's one scene that really, really grabbed me in this book. And you're first reading it, and you have the scene where you have I don't know this guy's name. The guy with the blue, the the blue head and the horn sticking out of his head. He's in all three of the prequel movie. He's always right next to whoever the chancellor is. Yeah, it's before becomes right called. hand man. He, I know he has a name, but I have no idea what it is. Blue <laughs> <laughs> But there's a part when they, has his name. <laughs> they take all the lightsabers, they put them all in this big cooker. And they just fry him. Then they say, freedom, freedom is coming. And I want to, mm -hmm. and just the irony of that scene really made me laugh. Or you just, <laughs> like, I mean, you guys just told your soul the devil. It's like they had no idea what they just did. Well, yeah. it's very, like, uh, revolutionary in the way that, like, the Germans burnt novels. Like, that's yeah. basically what oh, it's yeah. representing. Yeah. And Star Wars is, uh, I shouldn't say the German. Sorry, I shouldn't say the Germans. I should say the Nazis. Sorry. didn't get to destroy every German apologist. He signed that book for Harrison Ford, remember? You know, when he hands it back to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that scene in Last Crusade. Star Wars is nothing if not subtle. Yeah. You got like, yeah, Masameda standing in front of the giant empire flags that are just like, it's like the most. 
obvious Nazi metaphor ever. They're, they're red and black, too. I love Masameda because uh, in the movies, he doesn't say shit. Masameda is like the most... I don't, I don't know if he has any lines in the movies at all. His smile or his lines. Yeah, his weird, creepy <laughs> eyes. Well, He's got those like, bright red eyes, too. Yeah, real reference up. to him. Like one thing I did catch in my rewatchings is when in Phantom Menace, there's a scene where Palpatine says, "I have allies in the Senate and this and that," and one of the allies he's referring to is the blue guy because yeah. he's the one that he's well aware he's a Sith Lord by the time Revenge of the Sith comes along. He knows exactly who this guy is. He's been working with for years, mm-hmm. and yeah, I thought I think, uh, that was very interesting. I think he, I think he was working with Palpatine like from the minute he Palpatine got into the uh, Senate. Yeah, like, I he worked as previous and was immediately like, "Hey, Palpatine, cool guy." Yeah, <laughs> kind of what I took it from took from it too. Masamita is great though, because like like I said, in the movies he says nothing. In the comics and like the shows, he is like the most talkative asshole. They just gave him so many lines. <laughs> well, he plays a big part. I mean, I know he play, I feel like he plays a decent part in this comic. I was gonna say big part. And I'm like, yeah, he's only here and there. He's a uh, in in like in anything besides the movies, he is basically Palpatine's Himmler. <laughs> Where he's just like head of propaganda. I mean, he is. He's head of propaganda. He's like his public face. That's Goebbels. Especially since, uh, oh yeah, it's he's Goebbels. Himmler was the general, right? <laughs> no, Himmler was the uh, in charge of the SS. He was also the one that couldn't handle the sight of blood, even though he was in charge of all the death camps and everything. Well, let's let's just say he's more like the Emperor Sean Spicer or something. Okay. I like how you're just like, hey, let's stop where this is going. <laughs> Mike sure knows a lot about Nazis. That's what I know doing. a lot about World War II. Oh, fun <laughs> fact. Before I did this, before we, I started this podcast, I was actually going to do a podcast talking about history and World War II and all, all sorts of stuff like that, but that never got off the ground. So. I can do an episode of uh, History My Mom Found. <laughs> 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 okay we can do very um, very recent history and call it history my mom lived through and it's like only from like, like the 60s onward one of the first arcs in the story is the fact that vader doesn't have a lightsaber anymore of course because yeah. oh we want took it all right the gift to luke again why didn't he just fucking kill him oh we want you to stab him in the head end his suffering done with it because a sith doesn't deal and only the sith deal in absolutes might except we want totally does that all the fucking time yeah i know he does yeah, <laughs> the Jedi well, are the bad guys. <laughs> it's also supposed to be his brother. You're my brother, Anakin. Would it be more like son almost? But I guess brother works. I don't know. Nah, because in the prequels, everyone knows that even though Anakin was like nine when Obi Wan met him at the age of like twenty five, for some reason they were like, "Yeah, we're pretty, we're closer in personality than age." Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's fucking mess. Oh, that's what I was saying. <laughs> so. Like in the, in the whole idea with a Sith, what I I don't I mean this is probably in other books, but nothing it's not definitely not in any of the movies or any of the main media that I consume over the years. It's the idea that a Sith doesn't just get his life lightsaber; he has to earn it and take it from a dead Jedi and then yes. make the Kyber crystal cry. That was a mm-hmm. cool. I like. I mean, this was my first introduction to that idea. Yes, I've never read all the books. So this is uh, partially what I was talking about: how they changed how Kyber crystals worked in the canon. Actually, I think I think that does fall into the new canon now. It's very confusing. The old canon was you would, if you were a Jedi, you'd go to a kyber crystal cave, you'd get your crystal, and it would just be like whatever color kind of represented you, which is why when, light, when Jedi would build their lightsabers later in life, they would get new kyber crystals if their old one got destroyed, and it would often be a different color because they were a different person than they were when they were younger. 
Right. Like, it was a big thing when like Luke changed from blue, like the blue lightsaber to the green one. Um, Isn't this Kotor? What you're talking about right now? It is in Kotor, but it's also okay. in the old comics, and it was like just in the novels. It was canon for a long time. Okay, I remember it from Kotor. I think so. Yeah, I quite liked that canon because the Sith, instead of using just red kyber crystals, they actually made synthetic crystals because they felt that they were stronger and they could manipulate them more. It's so weird to think that that was what it used to be compared to now. Yeah. Now it's super weird where your crystal is like a living thing that changes color. It changes color depending on who wields it. So like that's, if wow. the Sith get a lightsaber that's green, they can pour their dark energy into it and make it red because as Palpatine says, like it quote unquote bleeds. That's okay. why uh, if you've watched Star Wars Rebels, which we should probably say at some point, there's going to be spoilers for quite a bit of Star Wars in this. Yeah, just for I, the sake of having. To I gave a warning, but if you're going to go deeper, then uh, some very light spoilers for Star Wars Rebels. Most people should know at this point that Ahsoka Tano is in it, and she has silver lightsabers. Spoiler uh, alert to me. Well, <laughs> look, it's been it's been a long time. I know. Like if, <laughs> if you don't have Disney Plus by now, I don't know. What to I do. I just haven't got around to finishing. <laughs> I actually Rebels. don't. I'm waiting for the Mandalorian to come out entirely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Sarah Katana has silver lightsabers because she takes the crystals of, I believe, an Inquisitor, and she they're red, and she like purifies them, and they become white. Okay, we're gonna be talking all about those assholes here in a little while. Yeah, cool. they, they. I think this is when they decided to like really. This and Rebels is when they decided to like change how crystals worked. I'm okay with that. Eh, I it, I like the old way, but I I am fine with the new one. I mean, one thing that this comic also shows, like early on, you have Vader because he's trying to find a Jedi. And of course, there's no damn Jedi. I could have killed everybody. Yeah. And I love it when he goes to that base. Oh, he goes to an to a Imperial base, but he doesn't tell them. He doesn't use any of his code. He's like, fuck it. We're going to break down the door and we're just going to kill everybody. Because I don't yeah. give a shit. That was probably my favorite Vader moment in the initial book because it was like Vader. Yeah, like that was the point where Vader was like, he started testing himself to see what he was capable of. Yeah, thing it, it really shows you the power of the force that Vader had, which is something that you don't you don't really see in the original movies, of course, and you don't really see in the prequels because he's not Vader yet. But I, I really did like seeing that. That's not force, Mike. That's pure skill. <laughs> Vader was the best pilot in in the galaxy. Sure he was. Yeah, he for? was. Until he got uh, shot Han by the money Falcon and spins out. He ain't that great of a pilot. Well, he was old and Han Solo was pretty cool, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think they would have seen, hey, wait a sec, the ship is flying. Why don't we shoot it down? It's not that small. Yeah, no. he, he should have tried spinning. That's a neat trick. It's a neat trick. Oh, oh a barrel God. roll, Vader. That's what it should have been. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. To the last arc eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did like it that, I mean, one thing that, that comes up in the story constantly is the fact that Vader needs to kill because he's so fucked in the head after what happened like i love it kind of like even in the movie a little bit but also in the comic you know first thing he asks when he wakes up where's padme yeah. and that's when he's like she's dead <laughs> you killed her <laughs> i like it that appears in your anger <laughs> you killed her i like how they rewrite <laughs> at the end of revenge of the Sith when he does the whole like no i like how they rewrite that it's all uppercase in o period it's like no he just says no <laughs> 
he doesn't scream it like an idiot. <laughs> There's so many things wrong with the prequels, but let's not go there tonight. In the rewrite in this comic, Palpatine's you've killed her and your anger. It's like, no. And that's it. Well then he like, then he attacks him and then he yeah, he electrocute Palpatine electrocutes him and I mean I thought that was cool too. Where he Yeah. One thing this book doesn't really have that I was kinda is it doesn't really show how and maybe not until later on that Vader realizes he was also tricked too, just like everybody else by Palpatine. Yeah. Palpatine shares mm-hmm. a chatty fucking Kathy in uh in this series. Yeah, yeah. He talks a lot. Yeah. He has more lines in this than he does in all three movies. <laughs> well, that's not, I'm not joking. He has more lines in this first series than he does in all three movies. That's easier because it was just writing. <laughs> They'd have to hire anybody. Talk. Yeah. Oh, this is one thing I, I can't be the only person that that thought this. So after Vader, he gets he, he gets information to find out one of the last one of the last living Jedi's. And I swear this guy just looks like the guy from Force Unleashed that trained Star Killer that goes blind. That's all. That's all the vibes I got. I can't even remember this guy's name. Uh, which guy are you talking about? Oh, the, oh the, you mean the oh. drunken, drunken Jedi? <laughs> um, the guy who did really? the uh, the Bareth vow. Yeah. Um, Bareth vow is where you vow to go and meditate and not interfere with any Jedi things. Yeah. Oh, what was his name? I'm um, looking at it right now. But I can't. I can't find. <laughs> I really I enjoyed this series. The first one for me, at least, was definitely the weakest. The, the first whole. arc. The first, yeah, the first arc was a little. Oh, because in my yeah. mind, like, what was his name? Find it. Master Kurok Infilla. That's right, Infilla. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but he has a name, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Kurok Infilla. Um, yeah, it, this was the weakest for me out of all of them, just because, like I said, Palpatine was a chatty fucking Gaffy, <laughs> and it felt like it felt like this was made and there's not necessarily anything wrong with this. It felt like this first part was written for people who have never watched Star Wars. Does that make sense? Where they had to explain everything to like get you up to speed. I could kind of see that. I mean, a lot of the parts where Vader is just going out and doing whatever he wants, he later realizes that he needs the emperor to explain that he's like his right hand. And goes back to what you were saying of him being a chatty Kathy. Yeah, it's it's very weird that he would be the one. The emperor would be the one to go out and talk to people because usually he yeah. uses Vader to do that. But I I guess he had to. Well, was... nobody knew who Vader was. Like, that's one of the mm-hmm. things that that they talk about in here is that they have no fucking idea who he is. It's yeah, like, uh, it's like they like don't know he's a Jedi. Well, yeah, there's been a part where like he's he captures a Jedi and he's going to like take her hostage and he's with all these stormtroopers and they're and she's like you fools don't you know you're taking orders from a jedi oh, yeah. and he like just tosses them all out of the plane and she's like that was your fault yeah <laughs> I, I definitely want to talk about that arc. that is yeah that's yeah we'll talk about jocasta new is great she's yeah. a great character but yeah it's like it has like the reboot problem with any any movie or show that gets rebooted and they have to like explain how things are different now where they just say like, like it's like, hi, I'm Palpatine and you're Vader. You're the dark Lord of the Sith. And I'm the one leading the empire. It's like, yeah, we know move past this. Like we all, yeah. no one reading this comic is not going to understand who these characters are. I mean, yeah. there's gotta be somebody who picked it up for the first time that this was their first star. I, Wars. But <laughs> I would I like, like to meet that person who's, who is like, I want to get into Star Wars. The best place to start is the third 
Darth Vader comic series to come out. Second, damn it. The other ones that don't count. Fan fiction. The second, even if it's the second, I'm going to start with the second Darth Vader series of of comic books, and that's how I'm going to get into Star Wars. I'm sure they exist, but it seems odd. For those that read comics, this was just a number one. It doesn't say volume two. It doesn't say issue 26. It's just one. So meaning you can just get into it. Marvel is very bad about doing that because they always feel like they can up price whenever they sell an issue one. They don't just feel like doing it over and over again. They just do it. (laughs) Like, I mean, look at how, like, like anyone who's watched Star Wars Rebels knows like that show, like even Clone Wars, their show is just like they just fucking start. They're just they go immediately. Like the first season of Clone Wars was a little rough, but they learned their lesson pretty quick. And then Rebel and Rebel started. I was like, all right, we're in. This is Star Wars. You know what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I, I really need to watch Rebels. That's but true. I did like it that in his first fight against the Jedi, he gets his ass fucking beat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I liked that. And then, he just, and then he's like, I killed him. And he's like, no. And just sitting there rebuilding himself at the bottom of the cliff. Yeah. And again, it shows how the Jedi are, they're too confident. They're too cocky. Like, he should have went down there and finished the damn job when he had the chance. And yeah. he could have solved all this problem. I want to say that when they reveal, like, how the... Uh, metal like prosthetic is connected to his thigh it just looks so painfully connected like it's oh, just yeah. stuck right in there i think it's supposed yeah. to be painful to help activate his anger and is to make him more powerful too i've read yeah. that all right watch the video somewhere about that it just looks gross yeah, <laughs> yeah everything about vader's armor is designed to like make him stronger and more intimidating it's all it's all very carefully designed to like because i mean initially it was designed by palpatine and vader just built upon it himself which actually is something I love in this series is like is how it shows Vader like building up his armor over time throughout yeah. each mm-hmm. series. Like see him adding pieces and putting it together with the force Which while he's in his uh, back to tube. And even, really when, even when he like gets to new terrain on a different planet, he switches like his goggle color to like uh-huh. match yeah. like how he could look around. Yeah. Yeah, he activates, activates sunglasses mode. <laughs> <laughs> It's still cool. And just the way like that he beat the Jedi too, I thought was cool that because he's I mean, he just like they start fighting. He's like, you know what? You care about these people. We're just going to destroy the whole city. So you're preoccupied. I'll murder you. Yeah. <laughs> Which like that was starting to show like part of the Darth Vader that I love where he's just like an unstoppable killing machine. who killed, yeah. like, Doesn't care about anything. That's kind of what makes him intimidating. Mm-hmm. Which he isn't in the original movies, really. But that's because old movies. Uh, excuse me. His fucking interest is like entrance is like one of the most iconic villain entrances of all time, if not the most. I mean, you guys know that's the story behind that. How like originally they had to do that voiceover with Earl Jones because yeah. it was just an English guy reciting the lines. <laughs> yeah, it was David Prowse who's like, um, yeah, he's like, he's not Cockney, but he's like very proper posh English. Well, hello, yeah. Princess Leia. You <laughs> will tell me what the Death Star plans are. That wouldn't have worked. That wouldn't have worked at all. But I, I just, I just like that. Father. And again, why didn't if I? I feel like the Jedi should have just been like, well, the needs is out many way the needs of the few. Like, fuck these people. I need to kill you and save the damn galaxy. But no, let's try to rescue somebody and die in the process. But well, I guess that's the Jedi way. Well, they will explore that later, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, I like. Oh, um... you talking about other? You're not talking about this comic, are you? You're talking about other stuff? Uh, no, in this comic later, where one uh-huh. of the characters does just that. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. But there is one scene that I really like, because I I really, the reason I didn't like Revenge of the Sith for a long time is I don't like the fact 
that Vader turned evil in such a dumb way. Like, I think that he shouldn't have. Like, there's a scene here after he makes his makes his lightsaber and he comes back to Palpatine. And again, it's not real. It didn't happen. But I like the idea that it, it glows. Like Palpatine's like, oh, I see you have a new saber. He turns it on. It glows green. And he's like, oh, so you chosen. And then they start fighting. And I just, mm. just that idea. I would have loved to see a world where he kills Palpatine and goes back to Obi-Wan and he's Anakin. And they, yeah, just, mm. I don't know that, that idea well, they, really, they have <laughs> that, um, like, uh, dream sequence in this where not really dream sequence is like a force vision. He gets when he's initially trying to turn the lightsaber crystal and he can't and like it forces him to, it's like the first, it's, um, the first introduction of the concept of like the force focus on Mustafar and why he's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. But it shows him like in his mind, he sees, uh, he sees himself failing and going to Obi-Wan and letting Obi-Wan kill him because he's just turned into a monster at this point and mm-hmm. flashes back. And he's like, no, I'm better than this. I'm going to kill that old guy. <laughs> which I don't like, <laughs> I yeah. just, I have never liked, I didn't like how he turned evil, but that's neither here nor there. Again. I mean, it's one thing to lose your mom, but like to just suddenly want to kill children over it. I don't know. Yeah. Seems it's, like a stretch. I mean, <laughs> it's always something I have to like do a good job of explaining it. The clo- Okay. That's what I was going to say. The Clone Wars do a fantastic job of explaining it. It's something I always hate to like to add on. To be like, hey, I'm a huge fan of Star Wars. Don't watch the prequels. We'll watch the prequels and then watch the Clone Wars. I know I'm asking you to watch three mo- movies and seven seasons of a show, but I promise you, if you watch seven seasons of a show, everything makes sense and Anakin is a good character. Yes, which is mm-hmm. sad. Yeah, it's hard that it takes, like, it took people seven seasons of a show to rewrite the movies, essentially, to retcon everything in a way that makes sense. And I've said it a hundred times. I've probably said it at least a dozen times on this podcast alone. All credit to the Clone Wars writers and the Star Wars Rebels writers who made those characters so much better than they deserve to be. Oh, and as you were saying about Mustafar, which we'll, we'll get more into later, like that was kind of like they finally give you part of the story in this comic about Mustafar that because yeah. Mustafar is in Rogue One and it's a very small scene where they go visit mm-hmm. him. And he's in his castle, and he's on Mustafar. Choke on your ambitions. <laughs> I like that scene. I people hate that fucking scene. I love that's like one of my favorite scenes in Rogue One. It's a good scene. It was okay. There's a <laughs> okay. There's I a can't full supercut of Darth Vader having like dad jokes in the series, <laughs> and once you realize like he's done that forever, like I didn't I didn't understand how people were like, Ugh, like Darth Vader having a pun. That's so stupid. But he has like several puns in the original movies. <laughs> Okay, I do have a question, though, for you guys. I can't be the only one. When they first introduced the Grand Inquisitor and the whole group of Inquisitors, I can't be the only one who thinks they're fucking dumbass, terrible characters. Yeah. Right? Uh, Oh, yeah. I hate them. Hate them. Again, that's one of those things where it's like, the comic didn't do them justice. They're pretty good in Star Wars Rebels as, like, antagonist characters. But But there's only two of them, right, in Rebels? And there's... Three or four, I think. Because a bunch of them don't make it out of this comic. Well, uh, to be honest, a bunch of them don't make it out of Rebels. <laughs> yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, too, but weren't they originally Jedi? Yes, they all yes, are. They were okay. all originally Jedi. And then they were turned over to the dark side for whatever yeah. reason, but they're well, not Sith. <laughs> the Grand Inquisitor, which the first time I ever even knew he existed, was I saw his figure 
add a target when Rebels Rebel right. Season One or Season Two, whenever the hell he's in it, came out, and I was like, "What the hell?" I'll mm-hmm. never forget that. Yeah, but, he was originally a Jedi Temple guard. He was one of the um, the guys that I walk around in the movies, and they're in, they're all over Clone Wars. They're the uh, the guys wearing like the full body armor, and they have the yellow lightsabers. God, the reason mm-hmm. why he turned was so stupid. Yeah, he turned, he's, he's he a bitch. He, they wouldn't let him read the books, so he turned so he could read the books. Uh, I'm gonna let you in a little secret. Uh, he's <laughs> he's just a bitch. He's just a stupid old bitch. Well, you gotta remember too, Mike. I mean, Hitler wanted to go to art school, and they denied him, and look what happened. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Hitler parallels in this uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I mean, stormtroopers. You know, they're actually. Yeah, I mean, it's come on now. George Lucas yeah. took the same inspiration. Yeah, but you have um. <laughs> You have the Grand Inquisitor in this. You have. I don't want to spoil anything about a, some Star Wars game that may or may not have just come out. <laughs> yeah, oh. wait on that. But you have a bunch of Inquisitors, and in then you got the Grand Inquisitor. You got the fifth brother, the sixth brother, the seventh sister, the eighth brother, and the ninth sister. <laughs> and, and they are. Yeah, you don't all make it out of this book. No, they don't. And they're all a bunch of assholes. Um, I hated every single one of them in this yeah, book. That's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's it's the problem of there's like a period of time. It's the struggle that I'm sure they had to deal with of how do we make how do we turn Darth Vader from the end of episode three to the beginning of episode four? Not even then to like to his scene in Rogue One. It's so hard to bridge that gap of like this guy needs to be, go from whiny Anakin bitch to the most intimidating like monster not even a person to like a creature that runs the galaxy with yeah i mean would we all agree that rogue one scene with darth vader is probably the best darth vader scene oh yeah absolutely okay (laughs) yeah he is like in movies outside of games i think it's my favorite darth vader scene in the entire movies because he's just so intimidating and crazy and just apparently some people didn't like that scene i just i love how unstoppable he is like that's because People want like Vader a lot, and then you have Return of the Jedi where he kind of, you know, finally changes, but it didn't, you never really see him that evil other than he tortures Leia, but you really don't see anything. I mean, yeah. Yeah, since, see, you watched the Star Wars movies recently, but you watched them in order of. I like, watched them in the wrong order. Yeah. If you watch A New Hope first, he's way more intimidating because he's just, I mean, that, that opening shot of him coming in with like, the smoke and the white ship and the white stormtroopers, and he's just a black figure that comes out. I like how uh, in the comic book, uh, the Emperor's like, you can uh, force choke anyone you want, just not this guy over here. Anyone yeah. else in your game. I need Tarkin. Oh, yeah, it's so... Fuck, oh. I want to love... I want to like I this do. so much, but just, like, <laughs> Darth Vader is still a bitch. Darth Vader, when this series <laughs> starts, Darth Vader's still a bitch. The Grand Inquisitor is a bitch. None of the Inquisitors respect Vader, much less fear him. They're just like all assholes to everybody, including <laughs> Vader and Palpatine. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like the hierarchy isn't there yet. And that's well, what makes them so intimidating. The, hi- the fact that everyone everywhere shits their pants the second they hear Vader breathing before he even walks in the room. That's because they're crazy. Jedi. Yeah. Jedi are cock- especially at this time in this idea they're very cocky they're very headstrong type people yeah even and these were all previous jedi yeah the emperor brings up how like his greatest like jedi's greatest weakness is their hubris and he's always used it against them and that's Mm -hmm. that's kind of how he like took over the senate and fooled them into thinking he was just the chancellor and blah 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 
It's just my favorite line. How does democracy die with thunderous applause? Oh. Mine's uh, about the sand, you know, being coarse. <laughs> Actually, they reference that in Metro Exodus. <laughs> One of the guys oh. is talking about uh, oh, fixing but as, I hate fixing as, guns. I hate the sand. Brought up, I want to. I want to go back into. There is a scene in this book, as we were saying, where people don't fear Vader. The Imperials don't know who he is, and they, he gets all like, the high-ranking Imperials together in this huge room. Oh, yeah, someone, that's great. Someone tries to kill Vader. I want to say it was like there was a setup behind, like somebody high yeah. up was trying to kill him. So he's like. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna choose four random people. You just choke them. Just chokes four people. Just like nothing. Like I don't know. If someone's guilty. You're all. You four are dead. Yeah. yeah. He has like, there's like two people he suspects, and he picks five, and he's like, you're dead. <laughs> I, again, that kind of helps show why people are terrified of him because, and again, they don't even know who the hell. One thing I did like, they don't know who the hell he is. They know who Palpatine is. They have no idea who this random guy is. Yeah, his uh, words are, "This is Lord Vader." He speaks with my voice. A command from him is a command for me. Pass this information down to your men. All must understand. Someone has a book open. Ah, screenshot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, and by the way, just to just to say this, since we're still early on, all the artwork in this is like absolutely beautiful. It's yeah. fucking amazing. I love the artwork in this, especially it the is, covers. Oh yeah, the covers are uh, just completely gorgeous. And then oh. some of the I don't know what it's called. Uh, sorry, everybody. I'm not a comic guy. I'm only here because of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but you have like the panels that like they're like the whole page with the intercut flash panels. Pages. Oh, like pages. A That's splash it. page. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all fucking gorgeous and just so perfectly done. It's like, yeah. but they spend a good amount of time, like even on just the regular art. Yeah, they uh, they assembled something evil when they put this comic team together because it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, as we were mentioning earlier, with the Jocasta, Jocasta New, I want to say, New. is she? She's in the prequel movies too, in one yes. scene yeah. in Attack of the Clones, the best movie ever. Mm. Yeah. Um, she uh, <laughs> she struggles with a similar problem that Shock T struggles with, but not to that extent. Where um, Shock she's T. Had, Shock T. Why does that sound familiar? And I can't place it. Shaxi is the uh, Jedi that looks like an older Ahsoka Tana. She's the same. Okay, she's um, the one that was Force Unleashed that doesn't count now. <laughs> right. <Yes>. Shaxi, <laughs> I always laugh whenever I, I see or hear about Shaxi or Jakasta New because they both have the same problem where they've kind of died so much in either canons or legends that them dying is more of just a joke to me at this point. Where like, like I think Shaxi has been killed... I think Shakti has been killed canonically and non-canonically like five or six times. I want to say killed in an deleted scene of Revenge of the Sith for sure. Yes, she's she was... killed in Forced Unleashed. And there's two of them I can think of, which were both canon at the time. Well, she if was it, killed if any in... of these deaths happened in comics, then it would be perfectly normal. <laughs> yeah, she killed. She was killed. I think she was killed in either one or two separate comics. She was her death was foreseen by Yoda in the Clone Wars. But it was a different death to any of the other ones depicted. So that counts as a fifth death. Shakti has just died so much. That, that's in the cartoon Clone Wars? Yeah. Yeah, that show gets huh. fucking dark. You know, we need to watch that for this show at some point. But oh, that's so dark. That. I love it. Um, it's but like... we were saying with Jocasta New, like, I, I just thought it was just so cool because I after I'd read this book, I had went and watched, I was watching Attack of the Clones and I was looking for her. And she's in that small scene when. Obi-Wan's trying to find the planet that when missing, they go, oh, Obi-Wan has lost a planet, has he? And yeah. she's in the background in one of those scenes walking 
Wait, when he asks for the records and she says these records are perfect or something like that. If an item does not appear on our records, it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I thought that was it was cool to bring her in here and you give her some story where she's ran away and she's still alive and she's trying to make a treasure trove of information for the next Jedi someday down the road. <laughs> Luke. Right. <laughs> I thought it was cool. Yeah, she's uh she's in the show a bit too in Clone Wars. Oh. I, I like Jocasta I think she's such a cool character. Yeah, I, I didn't care about her. <laughs> they, well, she's great in the show, and I like her because she's one of those characters that she has one line in the movie, and so they have to build her entire character off of the one line that George Lucas gave her. Uh. And her one line is, if an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. And they had to I build am a librarian. <laughs> I'm a librarian. Pretty but much. they're like, how do we make that character not a lame idiot? It's like, okay, we'll make her the head librarian, the head archivist for the Jedi. And she has gone over every single holocron within the Coruscant Jedi Temple, which is the main Jedi Temple. She's gone through all of it. She knows all of it by heart. Yeah, I think even the Emperor like brings up like she's not really good with a lightsaber. So you don't really have to worry about that, Darth. Just yeah. you know, go over there and capture her. <laughs> He, like, and I, I literally can start the mission of uh, he's like, you want me to kill her? And he's like, no, 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 no. I want you to save her life. We need her. But he doesn't tell the Inquisitors that. Yeah. Which I like that, too. They're mm. like, yeah, they think they want to kill her. I want you to save her. And again, Palpatine playing people against each other being Palpatine. Yeah. See, I like that Palpatine. That's when that's when I started to come around on Palpatine in this comic, when he started like ba- like blatantly sending like Darth Vader into situations where his own people would be against him, where he knew Darth Vader would like people would be trying to kill him, where he'd be trying to kill the Inquisitors. Everything's just a game to Palpatine to like see yeah. who comes out on top. Like we we didn't mention this like when he first meets the Inquisitor, he cuts off like a body part on each on each one to teach him a lesson to sow them yeah. pain. Like they're missing hands, missing an eye, like he fucks them all up. Yeah, he cuts off all their hands pretty much, which is yeah. uh, that's a whole thing in the Star Wars universe. I believe he says he's teaching them loss as well. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. loss. Mm-hmm. I, I was but, uh, one of the coolest things that I liked about this comic, and occasionally from time to time it'll appear, is that Vader, Vader likes to meditate. And this is before he has Mustafar, so he's just kind of like in a room in a chair, just chilling. <laughs> and it kind of shows... Beer. Yeah, and it kind of shows he probably just smoked a bowl, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's what all the smoke yeah. around him at all times is. Yeah. He's uh, uh, he's just hot boxing in his suit. <laughs> <laughs> I got that reference. But uh, oh. it, when it shows him meditating, it shows that because the emperor brings up like the dark side doesn't work for you unless you make it work for you. And it yeah. kind of shows like the inside metamorphosis of his body. Like he's half dark side, still half light. And he's trying to get rid yeah. of the light inside of him. I'll say go for him. And it didn't work out. <laughs> it really worked out. <laughs> so some asshole kid came around. Yeah, he kind of looks like, like uh, he kind of looks like uh, Carnage in those scenes. For anyone yeah, that does, yeah, or like um, like a worse looking Deadpool. Just a psycho too. Oh yeah, like a worse Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed all that bit. I enjoyed all the like um, I don't know what to call it. The like internal Vader stuff monologue it wasn't really monologue it was just like scenes with like him inside of himself like his like meditation sequences i enjoyed mm-hmm. all that the visuals like cool. themselves were great but they especially 
tried like for the most part whenever vader is doing his little force meditation thing they tend not to have any writing in those parts it just seems to be like visual storytelling and i honestly think i was thinking about this around like book three i had the idea of i wonder if you could take out all the dialogue out of this entire comic and still have a pretty decent idea of what's happening oh yeah and yeah it's the visuals are so strong you absolutely could i think the dialogue is the weakest part <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it wasn't written by Lucas, you know? Um, no. <laughs> um, but as we were saying with Jocasta jo New, like, she ends up going back to Coruscant to go into a secret room, which I thought was a really cool little thing that they had in there. And I love there's a scene where the, she sees the clone troopers and she's like, you're just, uh, you, well, you didn't see me or something like that. And she does the whole, you know, mind trick. And they're like, oh, we don't know who you are. Keep going. Get out of yeah. here. That's when they start doing some, like, back and forth stuff, which I love, where... It's like it's presented at the same exact time that uh, Palpatine is talking to Vader about it. And he's like, yeah, she's she's not very strong with the um, with lightsaber combat, but she's she's strong with the force. She's a witch. And as she's saying she's a witch, she's like doing the Jedi mind trick on <laughs> yeah. a whole group of stormtroopers. And sneaking. I mean, again, why would you sneak into the frickin, you know, their capital? Pretty much you sneak into it just to get some information. And just the fact that she had to get a, to get some really important information. Oh, yeah, the kids. The list yeah. of four sensitive kids. The next generation of Jedi. Which falls into their hands eventually. Yeah. No, wait, no, it doesn't. Never mind. Well, no. It blows Vader, up. Vader destroys it, is yeah. what it is. Vader, well, this is the first smart. time that Vader has broken from Palpatine and has disobeyed him directly. And I also, I, isn't this a couple years later? Is this still in the first like year? This is like within the first year. Okay, there's a time jump that comes up, and then I guess we're not yeah. there yet. Well, there's like it's confusing because there's there is a time jump at some point, but you're also you also have to assume that like I mean this is not like just a week after the fucking end of Revenge of the Sith. Some time yeah. has passed with Anakin healing and, and yeah, this is, at least I mean, a year. It still shows them like going around the galaxy trying to consolidate power as yeah. the Empire because there's still like little fractions. Of, of planets who aren't obeying specifically under them. <laughs> and you still We're have... Talk about that here. Um, I mean, it's important to the story, you still have the original stormtroopers. The, like, the, the youngest batch of stormtroopers uh, are currently in service, and they've, sh they've just shut down Camino. Okay, I have a mm -hmm. big question now you brought that up. Yeah. So the stormtroopers in A New Hope, so 20, you know, 15 years after, 20 years after this book, yes. are they still clones or they're not clones anymore? They no. are recruits at that point. Yep. They are okay. conscripts and recruits. Okay, and uh, quite a few volunteers. Yeah, at at that point in the Star Wars universe, like becoming a stormtrooper, it's kind of like uh, I mean, it was kind of like Nazi Germany joining the military because it would raise your standing. Yeah, this okay. this that's why those stormtroopers can't hit anything because yeah. they're not clones. Yeah, they're just a bunch of backwoods farm boys. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. From attack the clones to. Pretty much the end of this comic series, it's clones, and then it's recruits and conscripts, and then the First Order comes in with a brainwashing tactic. Okay, that's many years later, though. And the only effective ones that are any of those were, like, like the clones that were made from Attack of the Clones, like, the very, the, like, middle of the Clone Wars show. I actually didn't know that about that with the First Order using brainwashing. Yeah, yeah. it's in the movie. Is we're it? talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, they talk about how um, like Finn was taken as a baby. And oh, they... that's right. There's also a comic leading up to when the first when Force Awakens came out. 
a yeah. four part that did, does nothing. I was so excited. I read it back when it came out and it was like, <laughs> nothing, but that's neither here nor there. Also, what I do want to say, like, so I was saying Jocasta knew she, she goes into the place, but the thing that, and as she's going to go in the vault, I love that part where when Vader ends up finding the vault and the robot's like, I'm sorry, Anakin, you don't have permission to be in here. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And he takes his lightsaber and he's like, you're not, I, I have permission to kill you if I have to or stop you. And he just, he just shoves the lightsaber through the droid. Like enough of this shit. Like, we don't... Yeah, I love that. Well, Vader throws his lightsaber at first. He just catches. He like whips oh, it out of the air. Was. Yeah, he's like, I have been trained in every sort of lightsaber combat, <laughs> and then Vader pu- literally punches him in the face and like explodes his face. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. Yeah. I that was just so cool. I think that's right after Jocasta New tries to fight him with a fucking yes. rifle. Is the rifle using okay. a lightsaber? So yes, this is actually cool. I like this a lot. Okay. So at this point, they're in the Jedi Archive in the forbidden section of the Jedi Archives, which like only Jocasta knew as the head archivist is allowed in there, which is why the Grand Inquisitor is so upset. His whole thing is he wants he's like Snoke. He wants to like amass all the knowledge in the world and the galaxy. The whole um, reason that she attacks is because he's throwing books and she gets all upset. Yeah. He can't handle, which I thought was really dumb, he's like throwing books <laughs> and insulting them. He's like, ah, this is dribble. That's it. She as a, as a Jedi for the last sixty years, she's just like, nope. That's the last straw. I'm going to break and kill this man. <laughs> that really bothered me. Yeah, that was a little weak, but um, yeah, she goes into the vault. She takes out this. I can't. I don't think it actually has a name. I could be wrong about that, but it's a gun that has only been used in this comic. I actually never knew that it was from this comic. I've seen images of it before, oh. and it is a sniper rifle that is fueled by a kyber crystal. So you mm-hmm. put a lightsaber in it, and it has five shots, and then whatever lightsaber was inside of it, like, erodes. It just melts. It's essentially all the energy was used in these five incredibly powerful shots, and you have to put new lightsabers in to reload it. Yeah, we should mention that for <laughs> in the movies, Vader doesn't really, like, get that damaged, but in these comic books, he gets fucked up, like, every oh, two yeah. issues. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, at some point, I was like, like, I, was, I had to look it up. I was like, are these the same people who did, like, Battle Royale? <laughs> <laughs> he gets fucking destroyed. He is tore up. Yeah, these were a lot more violent than I was expecting them to be. Yeah, they. I like the fact they show him rebuilding himself. There's even a line early on where Palpatine says, "Oh, you were an engineer. You build yourself." Like I understand something like that. Yeah, I expect like I trust you to do it because that's what Anakin's whole thing. He was like the best all around Jedi. I think like, it's funny that you knew the rifle before you even reading this book. I never seen it before, but I'm also. Not as big of a fan as you are. Look, I've watched every YouTube video that exists on Star Wars lore at this point. I can almost believe. Hey, there's one. I know one you didn't watch recently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as far as I'm going with that joke. <laughs> well, I've been uh, <laughs> slightly changing my interest from Stupendous Wave to Lore Master. Sorry for all the Stupendous Wave followers out there. Only like two people that listen to this will get that. I don't get it. And I listen to and I, I listen They're both. YouTubers who literally all they do is just read, read off the Wikipedia, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> but I, love, I'm not. I'll surprised. watch every video they have. Uh, oh, and we had kind of mentioned mentioned the scene, but like, so the, when he ends up capturing Jocasta New, I did like that when he when she's like, "You fools, he's a Jedi," as you were saying, and he's like, "Oh, bye." I yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stormtrooper, <laughs> stormtrooper stuff. Like they don't know. Strict Order sixty six rule is just. Really, you can always write really interesting stuff around that, and for them to just use it as a like, like Jocasta knew knows about it, 
It just uses it to her advantage. I love that. <laughs> well, it's just I didn't know that Order sixty six was bred into them as a safety net yeah. by Syphilis. No, not Syphilis. What, what the hell is his name? Uh, Palpatine, Sidious? No, it wasn't Palpatine. Did it? It was the other guy who put Order sixty six in there. Oh, brain. oh, he changed, um, he changed it. Somebody did. Uh, yeah, was that fucking asshole? What was his name? Uh, um, it's not Sifo Diaz. Sifo Diaz. That's yeah. It. Syphilis, but hey, yeah, know, right? Well, it was yeah. It was initially like Sifo Diaz. That's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole uh, fucking. I know. Thing I want to get down. <laughs> That's more lore than I want to talk about right now. Yeah, Cyphodius is an interesting character, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole that's like a whole other video. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know what you mean. <laughs> but I do want to talk about what was my favorite arc of this of this entire book was when you get into what's called the Burning Seat. Oh, I really, really like this arc when they go to uh, Moncala. Moncala, yeah. It's yeah, after Moncala. There's a line in this book that is exactly from a reference to Revenge of the Sith, they talk about how, like, we can't blow up this planet. Uh, Palpatine's a fan of the opera. And in Revenge of the Sith, there's a scene where Anakin's talking to Palpatine before he changes, where he's watching an opera, a Moncala opera. Oh, yeah, when he's Waterfalls. talking about, like, how you can use the dark side to bring people back from the dead or something. Yeah, I've never heard the tale of Dark I think that's been me to shit at this point, but... I it's... never knew Darth Plagueis was from the banking clan. He's one of those really ugly-looking aliens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did not know that until I Googled it. I'm like, what the hell does he look like? He looks like a really, or, uh, really ugly alien. Yeah, the Nuke Dunray assholes. Oh. <laughs> no, even uglier than that. The, the banking <laughs> clan is a different group than the Trade Federation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... He he's looks pretty... like an E.T. had sex with an alien, and it just looks really weird. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty evil. <laughs> I know, he's... that's what I think of. We should say that this, uh, the official title of this battle is called the Battle of Dax City. Dax City? And, uh, Dax City. And, uh, isn't, <laughs> if I'm mistaken, what's his name in here, too? Um, Akbar? Yes. He's not yeah. Admiral Akbar. He's something. Akbar. Akbar. Yeah. He's also, teenage Akbar. <laughs> the other guy sitting next to the king. The king is in Clone Wars, which I thought was cool because I know. Yes. So um, he was smiling. Grin to uh, grin. Belchar. Something Char. Belchar? I think it's Telchar. Well, he is king. he was king. Yeah. Now there's all yeah, the whole arc and they actually flash back to it. The arc and they flash back <laughs> to the end of the Clone Wars arc where like uh Anakin, Padme, and um Ahsoka Tana all have to go to the planet to like help him with a there's like a coup and they're trying to kill him and take over. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Because I, I haven't seen Clone Wars in a while, but I do remember that that little arc and it was it made me smile to see I like Padme a lot. <laughs> But it made me smile to see that. Yeah, she's one of those characters that's fucking great in the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, and also one of the guys, the God, what the hell? I don't know if I can find his name here, but one of the Moncala that's with like his right hand man, like the general Ronin? or something. What? Ronan? Ronan? Is that the ugly gray guy, silver guy that's also in Rogue One that doesn't go so well? Because uh, uh... he is in Rogue One. I was watching Rogue One shortly after reading this book. He's in this. He's in one of the scenes, but let's say. He's on the ship that gets boarded by Vader. Let's just say I don't think things went so well. For yeah, him. I think his name. I think that's Ronan. Uh, it's something R. Rohan. Rohan. He's in Rogue One. I thought I love the fact that they bring things from the movies into this comic and find a way to work them in. Yeah, it's like there are some characters that were basically introduced in Clone Wars that have 
really gotten a good Lee Char. That's his name. Prince Lee Char. <laughs> um, yeah, they've really gotten like a good amount of life out of them. Like, I mean, like Ahsoka Tano was introduced in the fucking Clone Wars, and she's one of people's favorite characters now. A Saw Gerrera who's gotten, who's been in, I think, upwards of like six or seven different pieces of Star Wars media at this point. The point that his entire life story has been told. You get some characters that really get some, uh, really get some good legs on them. Yeah. Radis, I believe his name was. Yeah, it's Radis. Yeah, I was like, I was like that. What you said? Oh, I'm like that doesn't sound right. Ronan, right? That was close. Radis. I knew it was an R. I said we fight. Yeah, that was him on uh, invading Scarif. Okay. Yeah, that worked out real well. <laughs> I'm like, we all don't sound alike. I sound nothing like Akbar. Admiral Akbar's breakfast the whole, cereal. The whole reason Your they tongues can't repel flavor of this magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> the whole reason they go to this planet is because they think there's a Jedi working with King, which there yes. is. And this is one of my favorite Jedi now because of what he did. Because he fucking, he causes so many problems with the <laughs> idea that someday this will be good. Someday. Yeah. That is yeah, not a Jedi thing. Really interesting Jedi characters. He's not really a Jedi. He he was a Padawan who escaped. <laughs> So mm. this really this really raises a lot of questions because he claims that he was a pet like Vader claims he was a Padawan, but he's like a full grown adult. So clearly this is sometime after the Order sixty six. Yeah, I think I think because there is there is a line where they talk about how that has been a few years. Yeah, but it, it raises the, the question of because the guy looks like he's fucking like sixty two. So I, that. I mean he's an alien, but it's like okay, how long has it been? Because I think it's, I would have said thirties. The like, beginning of the series, though, I think the beginning of this comic was like, it's been three years since the end of the war. It's like, you were only a Padawan, and now you're 30. <laughs> yeah. You must have been a really shitty Padawan. Well, but basically what we're saying is that he has this weird premonition that eventually all the people on Mon Cala are going to help in the rebel rebellion against the Empire later in Return of the Jedi? Yeah, it's actually the yeah. tie explaining how the original rebels had like why they had the ships that they had it's a nice little like yeah mm-hmm. bridge i really like that too because i recognize those ships in the in the rebel fleet and new old yeah. things yeah because they show up in the clone wars i think at some point you're like like yeah i know what that ship is <laughs> i've seen that before <laughs> but this was also a really good scene of showing what the emperor can do because they fucking just they ransacked this planet in the end mm-hmm. like when they mention a uh, critic as well in the death star they're like should we use the weapons, sir? And he's like, no, Krennic has not finished it yet. Oh, that's in here, too, isn't it? Yeah, but we okay. still have all the Star Destroyers in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, one of the... Well, I was just going to say, one of the coolest parts is when... uh, Va- d- How does Vader get at the bottom of the ocean? Isn't it that the Mon Cala, like, destroy their cities? They flooded. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, they destroy their own cities with whales. <laughs> the whales nuke the cities! <laughs> <laughs> it's an Aquaman. Complete moment of irony. The whales are the ones that nuke the cities. Well, you yeah, do so... know that if all the whales die, then we'll just go extinct. <laughs> Before the whales die, they just destroy all the cities on the I coast. I know you get that reference. Wow. So, I think you're were... referencing Hitchhiker's Guy. Uh, Star Trek Four. Oh, Star Trek. Oh. I. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen Star Trek Four, Mike. It's okay. It's been a very Keep long time. Keep it that way. Uh, that's the point. So, you were saying, right? Stefan. <laughs> you no, we're on this now. Oh. We're talking about Star Trek. <laughs> Which one is a uh, first contact? Why is my brain not working? That's Star Trek Five. That's the I... only one I really remember. No, it's not. It's not Five. I can tell you that much. Uh, I'll look it up. Okay. You should talk. 
Stefan, contact is part of the uh, newer generation. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they fled the city. Invader is like underwater and he's drowning, and a suit saying, Alert, suit rupture imminent. <laughs> and he simply uses the force to like move the water away from him. <laughs> yeah, and actually, um, first uh, contact is the eighth Star Trek movie and the best one with the board. And I can't believe I forgot that, but okay. Um, yeah. we're done with that. <laughs> I can spoil something now, but. I don't know if I should. What's it for? The Jedi game? Maybe. And don't. Okay. Not yet. Too soon. Yeah, too soon. (laughs) But yeah, that I'll say that using the force to move water is something that it happens in several uh, things as like Star Wars media. Yeah. And he uses it in a different way later on when he runs into all the Jedi and rebels on the planet and he just explodes their helmets so when they're underwater oh, god yeah that's gotta be a terrible way to die oh yeah it's you know, the part is... that i uh i loved because it was just this was like anytime you let vader be darth vader it's great i got just... a random a random comic thing to say about that okay. i at some point when i'm i think i must have been 12 or 13 i read an x-men book i have no idea what damn book i read and in the book, it had somebody underwater saying, you know, being drowned is a peaceful way to die. You just, you know, you just stop breathing. It hurts, but then you give in. And I, no, and I always that I <laughs> that has always stuck with me. And I, I had no idea what book it was from or anything, but that whole thing has always stuck mm-hmm. with me. That is not how that works at all. Yeah. Apparently, I, dragging is like one of the worst deaths you can ever have. Yeah, it's extremely painful and slow. I would probably rather die in a fire because at least then I would suffocate and it would be easier. I don't know where that myth came from, but like since I live so close to the fucking beach, I've heard that myth a lot. And you drowning is like awful. Like it the second bad. you start running out of air and you can't breathe, like your lungs basically catch on fire. Yep. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> not that I've drowned, but not that I, I have, haven't not drowned. <laughs> I have no idea where it's from, but it 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 I swear it was an X-Men comic at some point that I read in the 90s i had that in the back of it it's but, been like it's it's been like a myth for a very long time it's just something people no. believe for some fucking reason there's another one where it's like oh like some people are like oh i hear you come when you drown so i want to drown and it's like what the fuck yeah that's a bit of myth i don't know if that's true but i mean that's not fine yeah there are easier ways to do that than to to, to burn your body to death underwater <laughs> yeah do not do anything that requires asphyxiation yeah. <laughs> Without a hey, safe ask buddy. the guy from the Kung Fu show. Yeah. I, <laughs> I liked him. I was sad. The guy died. from the Kung Fu show? I know. I couldn't remember his name. I, I know, but like, like, even if you don't know David Carradine, you call him the guy from the Kung Fu show and not the guy from Kill Bill? That, okay, he's Kung Fu show I grew up watching where I first saw him, so he's always going to be the guy from the Kung Fu show. It's so weird. That's like... That's like talking to, like Henry Winkler and being like, hey, you know the guy that showed up in a couple Adam Sandler movies randomly <laughs> instead of The Fonz? I forgot that show was a thing. <laughs> you forgot? Happy, happy days. days. Uh, no, Kung Fu. Happy days. Wednesday, Thursday, happy days. Okay, I'm done with that. Yeah, you know Royal Pains? You mean Fonzie? Okay, as, I, as we were saying, so hey. I do, and I also, I also love the part where the, when the Jedi is cornered with what's left of his entourage, who he pretty much tricks his pe- the people oh. that are following him. He mm. uses the mind mind control to trick them into following him and risking their and pretty much giving their lives up for the Jedi quotation cause. And I was just like, 
you know, this guy is really a Sith. He's a <laughs> dick. He's a total dick. Yeah. Um, I liked it because he shows each one. If you notice, each time he talks to him, he moves his hands in the same way that Obi-Wan does. Like it's in, it's in one or two of those scenes. He's like, you, you should join me. We should join you. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's super fucked up. I I love that. I love when they take a character that's just like straight so far away from the dichotomy, but in such a bad way. <laughs> It's a cool scene. And plus, like, the scene when they're trapped, as I was starting to say, and he's like, Order 66! <laughs> or something like that. Oh, you know they're Jedis, right? Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. Like, what? And they start shooting the Inquisitors. Right? And they kill at least one or two of them die in that. It's yeah. weird how that order is now working in the favor of the Jedi <laughs> against, like, the Sith. Like, well, they're using yeah. their own tactics against the, them. The whole idea of the Order 66 is a safety guard that was put into them, but it was supposed to be for something else, not to kill the Jedi. Right. I thought it at one point because I was really confused. Like, why would you just say something that they start killing everybody? I don't understand, but there's a reason. That's when you get into the whole Sifo Dia stuff, which again is confusing and has changed, I think. I believe yeah, and Sifo Dia is caught by Dooku, but Dooku, because like that, like in, in Attack of the Clone, Jango Fett says, I was hired by a name, name, by a man named, and he says something else, but the name he's saying is Count Dooku's uh, Sith name. Yeah, I looked this up at one point. Yeah, it's confusing because they Darth Tyrannus. That's what it is. Yeah, he says a man named Tyrannus hired me. It's a very Count, confusing thing. I could have sworn like Dooku. It's Count Dooku, Darth Darth Tyrannus are the same person, and that's confusing because like there was a point where people didn't think Darth Tyrannus was Dooku, and it was a whole issue, and people fought about it, and Star Wars fans are the worst. <laughs> yeah, but then it became real <laughs> later. I think. I like, don't. Um, I like whatever. I know people don't love the uh, the new trilogy, but I quite enjoy it because one of my favorite things about Star Wars is whenever it breaks away from like the strict dichotomy and it explores that that kind of like in between space. Yeah, that's why I like uh, Knights of the Republic in the second one so much because they that's all they do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for my midi chlorians to come back. When's, when's that happening? You think? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> uh, hey, I have damn whore mouth. I have a defense of the midichlorians that I want to say on this show, since we're talking about Star Wars. And we won't My defense be for of the while. midichlorians is that the uh, the Jedi in the prequels were fucking idiots and they deserved to fall. Um. Well, I, well, my theory was that they had, since they had been around for so many years, that they had a way to kind of scientifically look up things that goes away after they fall, so that's why I've never mentioned again. Because everybody's dead. I mean, that makes sense in the universe, but again, I, I think it still just sticks to standing that Metachlorians was a dumb idea to begin with. I, also, I always thought until I just watched Phantom Menace that when he said Metachlorians, uh, I thought he said mitochondria and the same thing as Parasite Eve. And oh, yeah. I watched it, I'm like, oh, not the same. Metachlorians are the, the power of the cell. Of course. Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, Jared so- Barr has a, he's got like a whole great thing where yeah, he is he is tricking people into helping him and i the one thing i didn't like about him is that he had like all the information uh at his disposal like he knew everything about order 66 he knew exactly who anakin skywalker was and who darth vader was mm-hmm. which like i get that they didn't have time to explain why he had this stuff they could have just thrown in some like throwaway line where it's like oh and this is baron bar he used to be a padawan but he worked in the archives or he like like was a scribe for one of the fucking counselors and he was in privy to all this information rather than he's a guy and he knows this for some reason yeah and it's also doing that thing where it's trying to explain episode three just in case nobody's ever seen the movie and it's like ah yeah. we get it we know what happened yeah we don't need to talk about this 
just give him enough information. Like at some point, he's ex- he's literally explaining everything about episode three to these fucking um, people that are like his mind slaves, but also it's kind of implied that they may have some force <laughs> thing going on or some ability. It's confusing. Like they're yeah. his followers slash slaves slash maybe Padawans. But uh oh god. But yeah, I, I like it. His he whole, even like, recites the line like, ah, you killed younglings. <laughs> younglings. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, he fucking is telling his people he killed the younglings. It's like Okay, dude, but we're all about to die, so like maybe get to the point. Yeah, and, and how yeah, the and fuck I, do you know that? I wish <laughs> they get over the whole youngling thing. Uh, yeah. Look, we're past it. We're in the new trilogy. We don't need to talk about Darth Vader anymore. Well, even then, it's just a lot worse atrocities than kill a few kids. Uh, well, he does a lot more too. Like he doesn't stop there. Yeah, he does kill like whole cities for fun. Um, yeah. So I mean that that trumps it eventually. Like you, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Eventually, it just does. Like you, you know, your your acts are going to add up. Like I think a lot worse things. Like, you know, he kills planets. He flood towns. I mean, he's a terrible person. Like, what? Well, forget it's, the young. Uh, it comes down to that thing of like, like the uh, Terminator movies, where in Terminator Two, he's you know mowing down people just left and right at the beginning, and uh, then Robert Patrick like kills Robert Patrick's Terminator One Thousand kills the dog, and that's the part where like everyone's like. This is irredeemable. He's killed a single dog. <laughs> it's like he's killed like his foster parents at this point and like half the fucking neighborhood. <laughs> like, he's a dog. bad dude already, but once he kills that one dog, like he could blow up like if if he had blown up a whole city, everyone would be like, oh, what an evil guy. But if he had killed one dog in that city, instead of blowing up the whole city, which it would be implied the dog died, <laughs> you're like, oh no, he killed a single dog? No, he deserves to go to hell. <laughs> so it was like wrong weird, with like, Wolfie. Right. We love dogs. The dog survives the entire city getting blown up because it managed to jump into a fucking alleyway. Oh, that'd be so dumb. Uh, anyway, okay. Back to Farron Barber. Who he has this? Yeah, he's like sees through the forest. He, I, I love how like yeah, he has completely abandoned the light side of the forest. He knows what's going on, and he's just like, I'm gonna do whatever I have to do to get us to where we need to be. Well, he's the reason they attack Moncala because he blows up the ambassador. Yeah, he purposely assassinates the ambassador to draw the war to Moncala so that the, so the, so that the planet gets destro- destroyed to send a message to, like, it's, um, he's got the same thing going on as, like, Saw Gerrera in the show, which I know some people don't like Saw Gerrera. In the show? Rogue One. Yeah, yeah he's in, in the movie. He's in Rebels? He's in Rebels, and he's in, um, he's in, he's in... Yeah, I think Stu said like he was in like five different things. Yeah, he's in Clone Wars. He's in Rebels. He's in uh, the new game even as like a minor role. He shows up in I think two or three comics. I want to say, or two or three like comics or novels. Like he's he's all over the place. Yeah, Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was in. I don't. God, I need to rewatch Clone Wars. Bad. Throughout the extended media, you see his entire life. Okay. He's he he's the asthmatic, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. <gasps> Save the Jedi. <laughs> Save the galaxy. One. Uh... Yes, Mugen. <laughs> okay. Um. Any should I anything else you want to say about the burning seas before we move on? I want to talk about the what best issue. Happened to my eye. <laughs> okay. Uh, I fucking yeah. okay. I can't be the only one who hated issue eighteen when they have just a one-off arc. I like that. Okay, I, I am the only really badly there. How about but, you, Stefan? 
What one was 18 again? 18 is the one where he does Grand Marf talk it. Tar- he does Tarkin a favor at one point in the story. So I think in Bernie's guy, I don't remember where. And then Tarkin. Yeah, Bernie, Bernie C. And then Tarkin is doing him a favor, which you don't know right away. He's hunting him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember that. I, I thought it was I okay. I think the way you started there kind of stopped me for a second because you're like, the way he All does right. Grand Moff Tarkin, I was like, I don't remember them having a bromance <laughs> or something. <laughs> he bends him over. I like the favor oh, okay. he does him in, um, <laughs> in the previous chapter as well. Because that's, yeah, that's while they're on Moncala and Tarkin calls him and was like, I'd like to make a request. He's like, you don't order me. And he's like, I'm well aware. I'm not ordering you. I'm just making a request. I love that you get that Tarkin Vader. I love their relationship in the movie. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, Anakin meets uh, Tarkin in Clone Wars. Um, yeah, later in the Clone Wars, and they kind of like they start talking, and you just like you just know you're watching that scene. You're like, oh, these guys are gonna do some bad shit later. <laughs> yeah, the I like fact how they're getting along is very Tarkin. bad. I mean, yeah. you mean you know he wasn't in. You're telling me he wasn't in Empire Strikes Back. He returned to Jedi for some uh, reason. No spoilers <laughs> for a movie that came out in 1978. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch this until I rewatched A New Hope. They're like. Sir, we should get your spacecraft. Like in our moment of victory, and then he blows it up like a couple minutes later. I'm like, ah, right. Sorry, I don't know. 1977. Yeah, I don't know. Target always kind of felt like to me like he's just a very calm, evil person. He knows what he's doing all the time. Yeah, he knows that the emperor loves him, so he's just like chilling. He never is worried about anything. Well, and with Vader, they, especially with Vader, yeah, he's he's got a plan for everything. Yeah. Which is why he's never worried because anything that happens to him, he is prepared for it. So I love um, him. And there are some scenes in Rebels where, like, uh, with Admiral Thrawn, where they're like, <laughs> I don't know if they ever talk. I can't, I, I haven't watched Rebels in a long time, but just they're both their characters. I love imagining them together of like neither of them really saying anything, but saying everything by not <laughs> saying anything. <laughs> I, would, I would say that Thrawn is slightly more interesting, but that's only because yeah. he's blue. You could just imagine Tarkin talking to Thrawn, though, and being like, hello, Thrawn. Interesting tie. And the rest of the day, Thrawn is just like, what's wrong with my fucking tie? (laughs) What? What does that mean? His third third eye is twitching. (laughs) I was really confused when I first started. I think one thing that turned me off in this issue, it starts off with Vader being hunted. And I was really confused. Like, why the hell are they hunting Vader? And he's killing he's killing all the, the, the party, the hunting party. And I was just really confused. Yeah, it doesn't explain what's happening until the last, like the literally the last minute. Yeah, where he's about mm-hmm. to kill Tarkin, and then he, then they explain it. It's a, it's a weird like little in between issue for what comes next. It doesn't feel like the pace. Like if this was a movie, that would be the weird moment where the pacing's off. The part when they go to the casino planet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like no one will defend that. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> This whole part, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it made more sense to me my second watching than it did when I saw it in theaters. I, I can I'm more at peace with it. I understand it now, <laughs> yeah. but it was just I remember when I first saw it in theaters, it pissed me off. Now, I, now did I, you did you like the part where they leave all those fucking orphans on the planet, but they save uh, a bunch of wild animals for some reason? As we already established in this podcast, the dog is more important than the people. <laughs> I mean, Apparently. I I didn't know there's a YouTuber named uh, Mikey Luderman, who was a writer for Borderlands 1 and 2. He's a, uh, we're not promoted by this guy. I just think everyone should go watch his videos. He's called <laughs> the movie. Well, I, if we got promoted by Movies with Mikey, I'd fucking love it. He does a series called Movies with Mikey where 
he does like a 20 minute breakdown of movies that are so good. His editing is so, so good. I can't even begin to explain how fantastic of an editor he is. But uh, he brought up something interesting about Last Jedi that I, I had not noticed until I heard him say it, where nobody in Last Jedi, there are no relationships in Last Jedi. Everybody is on their own, which I did not notice. There's not a single serious, like, romantic relationship in that movie. Yeah, you are right. Han's gone. The, like, all the rebels are all split up. No one's really talking to each other. Everybody's just fighting. It's it's an odd movie. Yeah. Uh, isn't, there, isn't there one scene, though, where, like, Leia and... um. What's his name? Bad guy. Ben uh, Kylo. Yeah, Ben. Yeah, Kylo. They like they share a little moment together though, where um, he's about he to fire pull on the her. trigger and murder her for a second, and then his friend does instead. Yeah, that's right. That's not, yeah, I wouldn't really call that a moment. Like, should I kill my lover? It's yeah. It's more I like I'll, I'll wait. Oh, it's more sure. like being like anxious to kill his mom rather than like, hi, I love you, son. <laughs> You think it's kind of weird that he hesitates though after he just like instantly killed his dad? Like, I don't know why mom's more precious. Okay. Oh, because everyone <laughs> loves her mom. And everyone kind of wants to kill Harrison Ford. <laughs> I love Harrison Ford, but I kind of want to kill him. Apparently. Yeah. Well, you say that, but I mean, he's been in what, three plane crashes that he's caused? <laughs> like, the dude's fucking unkillable. All right. Did anybody read the annual that doesn't really take place but this is my last part to mention it before we oh, go into the last actually part. i wanted to talk about um real quick i want to say about the the in between like <laughs> one-off section where tarkin's hunting them i actually okay, i actually yeah, really like free. that because this is the point in the comic where i guess this is an anthology but there is like a single string running through all of it where anakin or vader i guess is like he doesn't really know what to do with himself it's it's very much like a like a weird middle-aged crisis movie where He's killed off almost all the Jedi. Like, he doesn't have... But the promise of more people for him to fight is kind of diminishing over time. And so he's just, like, running out of things to do with his life. Siri, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> started searching a bunch of weird stuff about people hunting me. Um, but, but yeah, like, he needs people... He, he wants Tarkin to hunt him because he's just, he's just bored. Like, he has nothing to do and he has no challenge left. It's just him. It's kind of the part where, like, his power has outweighed his ability to feel challenged. You made this sound a lot cooler than I remember reading it. Well, I like Star Wars. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I like that part because, yeah, like I said, this is this is the middle-age crisis movie. This is uh, the midlife crisis movie. This is uh, Vader running out of things to do. And so he's just like, hey, want to hunt me on a planet? Because I'm bored. I'm so bored. I can't kill Palpatine and I can't kill all the Jedi because I already killed them all. So please just try to kill me. <laughs> You make this sound so much more interesting than I remember it. <laughs> really do. It I mean, you are right, though. I just, it bored me. I, I guess maybe I just didn't like seeing him be hunted. I guess, I don't know. I'd be okay with him killing him. I wouldn't care. I don't. It was but. set up really weird because it's, the whole thing is done, aside from maybe two lines at the end, almost the entire thing is done from a uh, an inner monologue from Tarkin. Yeah. And I kind of never want an inner monologue from Tarkin. I kind of prefer not ever really knowing what Tarkin is thinking. I agree to that. <laughs> he's he's like much like Thrawn, he's a better character when you don't know his plans, you just know that he has the plans. Right. He's always plotting and scheming. Yeah. He needs to be that character that's always smarter than the audience. And when you have an inner monologue, your character is never smarter than the audience. Because he's talking to the audience. Yeah. And you kind of pull that off in like Maybe some like Sherlock Holmes stuff or like Agatha Agatha Christie does that occasionally, but 
it's very hard. It's very difficult to pull that off, and this doesn't really do that. Okay. It's hard. It's hard to be a narrator and be smarter than the audience if you're in like <laughs> different narrator. It doesn't work. Oh, because yeah. I. So as I, I did want to just mention very briefly, because this doesn't require a lot of talking. Uh, the I did read the annual for this just because I wanted more of this comic. Because I, I actually read through this entire series besides issue 18 twice. <laughs> but I really enjoyed this comic. But the annual, I thought it was cool because the annual kind of touches on that the Genosians are building this massive battle station, the Death Star. And that a bunch of things are going wrong. And he's sent there to figure out what's happening. And you find out that the Genosians are having babies, which they're not allowed to do because they're a servant race, which I just think is just kind of funny because they are one of the first people to side with Palpatine when he's Darth Sidious, yet he's fucked them over completely and they can't even... Any of their breeding has to be is only by governed by the Empire. Mm-hmm. It's very selective. I, I thought that was cool. Like, oh, they just got completely fucked after all the... I mean, they're they're the ones that freaking built the Death... They had the Death Star plans originally in Attack of the Clones. And they got. I just thought it was just funny how they got completely, you know, screwed by him. Uh, I can't remember. Remind me, what do they do with the baby when they capture it? <laughs> he kills everybody. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> the men, the women, the children, everyone. Mm. He kills the queen. He kills everyone because they're not allowed to to breed. <laughs> I can't speak much of this because uh, it's okay. You did. Mike said you, did. Uh, you can skip eighteen in the annual, so I skipped the annual and I read eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I was like, what the it's fuck not, are you talking about the Geonosians? I don't remember that. It's not <laughs> worth it. It it does have Krennic in it from Rogue One and a little scene, but it, it's really, it doesn't include the, the story. And then to round out this book, we're going to talk about the last arc, which is, I fucking hated. Uh, <laughs> it was a thing. Um, okay, so I'm not the only one. I'm good. I like that. I don't want to say I hated it. I. It's one of those weird things where I liked aspects of it and i didn't like other aspects it's of it. too long are we talking about what happens on mustafar yes, yes. okay uh, it's literally i was beating around it but yes fortress okay. vader which sounds very childish welcome to fortress vader well i mean the whole idea is he asked palpatine for his own planet and i do like the fact Palpatine's like you can have naboo you can have my own planet yeah I know you got a special thing for naboo and i want to be like there's no sand on naboo <laughs> like you want Tatooine, you can destroy it. Do whatever you want. There's uh there's actually this really cool bit where he gives uh Darth Vader um Padme's old ship, and he's he asks him, he's yes. like, do you remember it? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, of course I do. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna drive it over to Mustafar, and on the way there, he takes the shields down <laughs> so that when they're flying in the atmosphere, it will get burnt to crisp yeah. to a crisp and better reflect who he is now. Yeah. It's oh. like, again, it's one of those things where like you take out the dialogue and the visuals could just tell like almost a better story by themselves. And also yeah. that ship is not in Attack of the Clone or Avenge of the Sith. She has a different ship in those two movies. Um, it's a replica of the ship from Phantom Menace, right? You know, it's the same ship, I think. It's the same, same ship, yeah. Well, the same ship plus a few replacement parts. That should get blown <laughs> to fucking hell. Yeah, I, in the first I don't movie? remember. Yeah, the ship got blown up in the first movie. Like, I want to say towards the end of it? Or maybe it got blown up at the beginning of Attack of the Clones? One of those oh, you're talking about when they assassin tried to assassinate her? Yeah. That's Attack of the mm-hmm. Clones. That actually, that ship blowing up was, uh, I believe that was a practical effect, though. Oh. It's one of the few practical effects in those movies. Oh, the oh when they're on Coruscant? Um, yeah. The, yeah. Like, pad, yeah. Yeah. They killed uh, her, her um, lookalike. 
It's I, I think it's practical mixed with CGI. You can tell because the practical practical aspects of it still look pretty good, and the CGI is like, hey, that's definitely not real fire like all the other fire. Yeah, it's really weird that they mix CGI fire with real fire for some reason. Yeah, kill poor eye patch man. Uh, actually, no, I think he survives that. <laughs> survives that. He dies later, or no, maybe he doesn't die. I don't know. Doesn't matter. It was Attack of the Clones because yeah, that's when Sam Wessels after. I don't know why I remember that name. Sam Wessel, the uh, the shapeshifter bounty hunter that Boba Fett or yeah, Boba Django Django Fett. Fett. Okay, <sighs> okay. So if we were saying after they bring, he he, cra- he takes his ship and destroy and burns it. The whole idea is that they're gonna build a castle on Mustafar. Yeah, for Vader in the same spot where he took his kyber crystal. <laughs> yeah, uh, all the way uh, back. Apparently, the Empire has like yeah. castle designers on hand. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they bring like this chick that's like, here, I'm going to help you decorate it. It's I like the, the same woman who decorated like, God damn it. It's the line is literally as stupid as Palpatine going. I think her name is like Alva Bin. It's like, yeah. um, take Alva Bin with you. She's a she, she's my interior decorator. Is that's basically what he says. Yeah. Is, she's <laughs> the one who designed my new palace. He's basically saying. Take this person with you. They're my interior decorator. It's yeah. it's comedic in the worst way. The whole this whole series is comedic in the worst way. Where it's that it's that prequel kind of funny. It's like ah, even a kid could understand this joke. Like, yeah, but the joke can still be good. It's just weird. It's just weird and out of place goofiness from two characters that are not goofy in any way. Yeah, that that whole scene would have been better, like you said, Stu. If it was just there was no dialogue. It was just like. Just played the whole thing through with nothing yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. I like I said, the writing is my least favorite part of the series. It's just so much of it is like <laughs> cheesy and dumb. Fucking take my interior decorator to Mustafa, yeah. a lava planet, so she can build you a castle, you fucking loser. Well, <laughs> I don't think. Is Palpatine aware of why he's trying to build it? Yes. I feel like Palpatine okay. is. Because uh, Palpatine told him that the Force focus was on that planet, and okay. Vader is I, like. He is seeking to understand what that is. Mm-hmm. All right, because I know he felt something in early in the early arc, and then he also takes this helmet with him that Palpatine gives him because Moment the helmet, helmet, which we didn't mention, it, it shows up. It's in that vault. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, the helmet told me." And yeah, I was it's kind of like, a nice little call- callback. So, um, as I said, there's that string running through this entire series, and it like begins with Vader not knowing who he is, and then finding moments, seeing moments helmet in the uh, the archive, and learning if Palpatine's trying to kill him and like trying running out of Jedi to hunt and not really knowing who he is and Pal- the call comes full circle with Palpatine saying uh he says it's so fucking stupid too he's like he's like take this helmet with you the helmet belonged to Momen a dark side user who used the dark side of the force to create and Vader says how do you know that and Palpatine doesn't he like literally throw his hands up in the air and go the helmet told me and walk away I think he does, yeah. It's like, it's like a Bernie Sanders parody thing. Where <laughs> the helmet's talking to me. He walks off, and Vader's just like, okay. It's so, so fucking weird. So is this, like, with Moman's helmet, is this kind of like a thing where it's still possessed by the evil, kind of like in uh, like in Empire Strikes Back when Luke has to go through that little, like, evil place, and he, like, has to oh, yeah, confront his fears of fighting Vader? Like, is it kind of the same thing as that? It's I'm trying to I'm struggling to come up with any sort of equivalent that I know of personally in the Star Wars lore 
Well, uh, how about this? Remember in uh, KOTOR 2, like, don't you go to the Sith planet and there's, like, ghosts or something there? You go to Korriban, yeah, and you come across, you go into a cave that's filled with, like, but that's, that's like, Force Visions. Like, oh, okay. In, on Dagobah and in both the Nice Republic game, you come across visions that you have to fight. What's weird about this is that it's, like, a Force possession of an mm-hmm. object. So it's not quite a vision, and to it's hard to explain this fucking helmet. He, the The interior decorator gets killed by her assistant. She's like going back onto the ship and she's like, I think I've come up with the perfect plan after she, this is, oh God, this is literally a scene in this comic. The interior decorator comes up with a plan. She comes up with the plans for the castle. She takes it to Darth Vader and he says no. And so she is going back to the ship to make revision. That is literally what I fucking do as a graphic designer. It's just it's just <laughs> my job in a Star Wars capacity. It's so stupid. I don't want to see funny. my jo- I never want to see re- customer revisions in Star Wars. <laughs> it's like bureaucratic nonsense that does not belong at the end of a Darth Vader comic series. She so goes hilarious. back to the ship. She gets shot by a mysterious person. Darth Vader goes back to the ship and the assistant is wearing Momin's helmet, and so Momin can control his body. Yeah. Oh, it's, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's bizarre. And then they do, like, it turns into a whole comedy routine yes. where Vader kills the assistant. The helmet, the helmet has, like, a long, long monologue about who Momin is and who he is, who he was a long time ago. And then there's a whole like, comedy bit where like he's like, oh, we'll get we'll build this castle. He gets it wrong. He's like, don't worry, we'll get it right this like the second time. And Vader kills the guy, puts the helmet on like a random stormtrooper. Yeah. Next scene. Don't worry, Vader, we'll get it right the third time. Next scene, it's a different guy wearing the helmet. Don't worry, we'll get it right the fifth time. Next scene, different like alien wearing a helmet. Comically oversized alien wearing the helmet. Oh, don't worry, this is only the eighth time. It's such a weird comedy bit. And yeah. while this is all going on outside, those stormtroopers are literally like, it's like starship troopers are like lava fleas, form up and kill the bugs. Yeah. It, <laughs> and that's apparently happening every day. And yeah. it's just something that happens that Darth Vader is completely ignoring. It's so, <laughs> it's, it's such a weird, it's Stupid. such a weird ending to this. Mm, and it's oh, I, I didn't like don't. it. Yeah, and you don't, it's like you don't see it coming that Momin is bad and he's tricking Vader. Open up this, uh, what is it, like a portal to get his self it's, back? It's so. From the land of the dead or? Yeah, Vader yeah. believes that through this force focus, he can, I don't know, he's not trying to like resurrect Padme, but he believes he can see Padme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Momin keeps well. telling him that he's building the castle. The castle is the key to seeing Padme. Like a conduit or something. At some point, all the the fucking flame fleas attack. (laughs) Vader kills all the inhabitants of the planet, which I don't know why he didn't already. He's Vader. Whatever. Goes, kills them all. He's under lava for a while. He gets out. It's a whole thing. That's (laughs) all that's worth mentioning about that. He's under lava for a bit. He escapes. He's fine. Mm -hmm. Goes into the castle key, and Moment is just alive. And he's like, haha, I have pulled my body out of the focus. And you're like, what? That's that's not a thing that happens in Star Wars. That's mm-hmm. 
That's never been a... And also, if he can do that, then doesn't that mean that Anakin could bring Padme back? Because he's yeah. created life? It's very confusing. See, here's the thing that I like about it. I like that he could use the Force focus to go visit her or try to yes. find her in this other, like, alternate reality or whatever it is. But I don't like that things can come out of it. Yeah, that's dumb. I agree. Agreed. I, well, yeah, I, like... I thought all of it was dumb, but I'll agree. I like force visions. I like force visions in Star Wars. I like that they're, I like that they're things that challenge people's kind of. It's it's literally a test. It's literally like the the test for the Holy Grail in Star Wars, where it's a very simple adventure time. This is your test to like question your inner motive and and come out a better person. That's always what force visions are for. Mm -hmm. This is like it's gonna be a force vision. It's gonna be a force vision. It's gonna be a force vision. Okay, it's not. It's actually a real thing that's happening with this real guy and you have to kill him. And then literally like two panels later, you've killed him. And now we're jumping into the force vision. It's like, well, what was all that about then? That's what threw me <laughs> off. Yeah. But I will say aside from a few things within the very last section of this, the whole last section of this is just a massive vision that Vader is having where he's like, he becomes his, uh, charred spawn body self again. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that his like his robotic arms and legs are shown as like hollow. It's just his torso on these like ghost arms and ghost legs. And uh, it's him like going through everything mentally. And there's very little writing. There's some like echoes that he's hearing. But for the most part, it's him like traveling through himself, uh, seeing the Jedi Council and all these other like all the Jedi he's come across and defeated and fought and you see Obi-Wan and Palpatine like battling it out and he's he's moving past all of them to get to Padme. And this mm. is like one of the best Padme things in the whole fucking series, which sucks because <laughs> it comes after the weirdest moment shit ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> which uh, I, do we even talk about it? <laughs> what? The Padme stuff? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's not a was, lot. He was yeah. trying to resurrect her. Yeah, we mentioned that. Well, I mean, like the whole like him getting to her finally. Because actually, I really love that. I love that whole part. No, we didn't mention that. He gets to her, and then she like falls off the balcony, and then she's not her or something. He says, "He says I'm here. Take my hand. Come with me. I can save you. I can save us both." And she says, "Are you an angel? They're the most beautiful creatures of the universe." And he says, "Making that line actually fucking good for once in hours." It made it has a good, uh, nice little touch of bringing it back. And then she says, "Why I don't know you, Anakin Skywalker is dead." And then she throws herself over the balcony. Yeah. Okay. And he comes I... out of the Mustafar Castle, and he's he's rebirthed as Vader. Yeah, he's right. let go of his past. We, like, I could have done without majority of that arc. I just was very upset with it. it. It's it's so annoying because in my head, I think I I had to keep questioning. I was like. I kept thinking about it. I was like, was the moment stuff, was that necessary to get to where we got? Was it necessary to have all this weird, like, wacky comedy stuff so that way when, like, the actual vision hit and we saw Vader become Vader, it hit you harder because you weren't expecting it? I don't know. It's, it's, it's like weird writing, and I can't tell if it was weird writing on purpose or if it was just weird writing. I do mm-hmm. have a question that maybe you can answer. When they're showing that other Sith from the helmet, was that supposed to be kind of like the Kotor times? That's what I took from it. Uh, who, Momin? Yeah. 
Uh, it's just a helmet. I don't know if he... I don't think it was Mandalorian. Okay. I mean, to me, it felt like it was that time, like, you know, all yeah. those years ago when there's so many Sith around and they're not... Mm-hmm. Well, it's, they're it's not definitely ancient. Um, the, okay. You're talking about the Old Republic is yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's... The helmet, I think, is pre-Old Republic, like, way, way back, like... Okay. Ancient, like, back when the Jedi were the, uh, the Jedi, which is a different group. I think it was way back then. Okay. Um, actually, no, because he says the Jedi came and killed him. But yeah. I, think, I think surely it was before Old Republic. Because it was, it, like, a whole that different... That was the only part interesting, except you didn't need a whole issue explaining his backstory. It was completely unnecessary to me. Yeah. Kind of hard to tell times in Star Wars, because uh, nothing's changed in the Star Wars technology-wise for, like, 4,000 years. <laughs> and then <laughs> so. it kind of goes backwards, and then it goes forward again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. It's like uh, the Alien franchise, where it's like, what year is it supposed to be? They have smartphones, so this is further in the past. <laughs> Instead of Pretty CB much. videos, everyone knows in the future CB videos are going to come back big time. Everything in Alien, you know, looks like it belongs in the 70s, but futuristic version of it. So, like, until you get to Prometheus and they all have smartphones and shit. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I thought this took place before the old shit. <laughs> but they're still playing just Snake on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> they're playing, uh, all right. What's the game from uh, Fang? Uh, 3D chess or something? Virtual oh, chess? Yeah. yeah. Playing virtual <laughs> chess. Oh, any last things you guys want to say about this book before we move on to Shelfer Box? I think we covered just about everything. Um, I think so. Like I said, I just I like the string that like ran through it all. Yeah, the, there's some interesting concepts yeah. to it. And I, I like that it's all canon and it adds some interesting more story to Vader becoming Vader, which you don't yeah. have other it's set up as like the perfect anthology. It's 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 an anthology series of a bunch of different stories, but with that string, that current running through it of, okay, there is going to be an ending to this. And, I mean, to the credit, the ending was phenomenal. They even have the fucking line of, like, now this is pod racing in there as the Echo. And I was like, I was like that's not as annoying as it could have been, which is a lot. That's saying a lot about that line uh-huh. to bring back, now this is pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we should move on to Shelf yes. Box. <laughs> It'd be great if uh, you saw one of the echoes and I was like, how about spinning? That's a good trick. <laughs> um, Stefan, why don't you go first? Uh, sure. Um, so kind of for me with this, like because it's it does take place right after Revenge of the Sith. I like the trip that Anakin goes on into becoming like full-on Vader because back before he was Vader, I mean, I always feel like Anything that was going on, bad or good, Anakin was always involved. He was always interested. He's always like, I'm going to be a good Jedi and blah, blah, blah. And in this comic, like things happen all the time around Vader. And he's so hollow and just does not give a shit about like half of it. I mean, like when when on Mustafar, like the bugs are attacking his temple. He just does not care. He's just doing something else. And then when he gets done with that, then he's like, all right, I'll take care of these bugs now. But I don't know. He just felt like a really the way they wrote him. It felt like really good to see a cold version of Vader who really is coming into his own. And, you know, I I got to agree with Stu, though. The emperor did talk a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> he is a uh, chatty Cathy through the whole thing. The helmet uh, told me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw your hands up when you say it. Oh, I am. Throw your hands up. I'm going to throw your hands up. How many uh how many pizzas are we getting? I don't know. Order sixty six. But uh <laughs> I'll call my interior decorator. <laughs> I'm bored. But uh yeah, I'm gonna put it on the shelf. And I think the reason being is just because overall 
when I first read this, the general tone of it was what I felt was on par with Star Wars. And not only that, but it it kept me interested for the whole book. And I finished it in almost in two nights, I want to say. So it's going on my shelf. Okay. How about you, Stu? Uh, I'm also going to put it on my shelf. I, to be honest, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what I was like. I didn't know what to expect going into this. Um, I've read a little bit of some other Star Wars comics. I've generally stayed away from the comics and novels, not out of any like concerted effort. I just never felt like getting into them. Um, when I had like the games and the movies, it just felt like too much, but I was happy to finally jump into this one. And I just, I think like the writing is definitely the weakest part. Uh, but the visuals are so unbelievably good that they more than make up for it. I'm going to end up like trying to look for many, many posters based off visuals from this series that are just fantastic. There's a whole part we didn't talk about with, when Vader goes to Mustafar for the first time and he like sees uh he he thinks he sees Luke on his ship and Luke turns around and he has like the Vader mask as his skull. I do it's, not remember this. It's like in a very it's like when he's on his way to Mustafar on Padme's ship. It's so creepy and oh yeah. The imagery in here is it's so well done. Some of it's really genuinely intimidating and haunting even. I I absolutely love the art style of this. Uh, I wish the writing was a little bit tighter at times. I think Vader's transition from being like like Anakin learning to becoming Darth Vader is really cool. Some of the some of the stories like interspersed are pretty interesting to me. So it's definitely going on my shelf. Okay. Oh, and I did find that thing that you were talking about earlier in the episode where you said it was a third of the fourth because I see the Dark Horse Vader thing. I found the exact thing you were looking at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I see what you mean. We'll get to the other ones eventually. I, I yeah, want to say uh, I want to say the second one is really good. Well, the yes. first Marvel one is the one that I originally thought we were doing. And I start and but it then turned out that Stefan had wanted to do this one. Because the first Marvel one has um, there's like a scientist that is working with Vader, who's like Afra. Yeah, for she's like the plucky sidekick yeah. that I kind of love. We'll definitely do that because I I want to read that again, and that takes place between episode four and five. And then the new one that just is about to be written in twenty twenty takes place between episode five and episode six. Yeah, sorry, I'm so sorry, I, I forgot. Up. I forgot that <laughs> I picked fine. this. I guess I did. Oh no, I mean, <laughs> did I? I was happy. <laughs> it it adds comedy in the beginning for the for their opening like normal. Yeah. <laughs> I I was trying to remember if um. I was trying to figure out which comic series. This whole comic series about uh, it's right after Order sixty six, and it's like a group of Jedi banding together to take down Vader. I'd want to say it was the Dark Horse, a Dark Horse series, because it's not. It canon. must be Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. But it's um, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It's like all these Jedi banding together to take down Vader, and uh, spoilers, they all get fucking owned. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great little okay, like Vader is unstoppable moment. <laughs> Uh, there's a cool okay. comic too. Sorry, I want to let you finish, Mike. But there's a cool comic good. too. We might have to get to where uh, Boba Fett. It's called like Darth Vader versus Boba Fett, I think, and it's just like six oh, issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's written by it's written by the creator, one of the creators of Judge Dredd, John Wagner. So yeah. I kind of want to read that too. You have my attention. If they uh, if they yeah. redid Punisher kills the MCU or the uh, the Marvel universe again, would they have to include Star Wars in that now? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. They should redo. They should do a, a remake of that. 
put Darth Vader in there. I just Googled it, but I can't find anything to what you just said. Uh, let me let me look. I can... Okay, I'll talk while you look. And so I, I'm going to do shelf or box. I'm going to definitely put this on the shelf because I, I did enjoy it. Every, I mean, there's like I didn't like issue 18. I wasn't crazy about the final arc because I complained about many times in the group. <laughs> and, but I, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed having more to to Vader becoming Vader, to show you how powerful he is, to kind of show, you know, his mastery of the Force and how, you know, there's a, there's a couple issues, you know, the first issues in this, the first arc, I should say, in this in this run, he's just killing people with the Force. There is no lightsaber. He doesn't have one. And I, and I like that idea that, you know, it really shows his power because you don't see that enough in the movies because they're old movies when he's in them. So I enjoyed it. Definitely going on the shelf, and I'm, I'm really glad we read it. And anyone who's out there who's listening to this, even though we did talk about the whole thing, go out and read it. Find a way. Any way oh, you yeah. can. It's worth yeah. it. It's an audio podcast. We can't do the visuals justice. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, that comic was called Star Wars Boba Fett, Enemy of the Empire. There's a lot of Star Wars comics out there. There's yeah, Dark Horse. I, yeah. I, I love Boba Fett. <laughs> Mike's like, it's going on the show. Oh, I'm looking it up right now as I'm trying to find it. I'm, I'm going to have to read it. I'm going down a list of all the comics. I'm just like, well, we'll get to that eventually. Eventually, we might have to, if we're still doing this in 20 years, I think we'll have finished all the Star well, Wars comics. Eventually, we might we might do more with this. So I got plans. I want to do some uh, Darth Maul <laughs> stuff eventually. Because I love Darth Maul. He's so cool. Okay, we'll just talk, all we'll just talk about is Star Wars comics. Okay, I'm fine with that. The Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There aren't like 50 of those or more or thousands of them, I'm sure. Oh, there's so, yeah, there's way more than, I'd, I'd say there's definitely more than hundreds. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> a Star Wars Dark Empire, which is a Dark Horse book, which I know is supposed to be pretty good. We'll become yet another Star Wars podcast. <laughs> Let's do uh, like a news show as if we're within the Star Wars universe where we're like, we're like the Fox News of Star Wars. You know, that would be a really cool idea. <laughs> be great. Somebody do that. There'd be a lot of writing involved or something like that. You'd have to really, like, you couldn't do our format of just bullshit for an hour and a half, two hours. You'd be like, it'd be like, um, like, Welcome to Night Vale, but it takes place within Star Wars, and you have, like, all the different guests come on. Like, you have your Alex Jones guest who just comes on and, write, like, comes on with crazy conspiracy theories about the Jedi. <laughs> and the Jedi return our freaking younglings gang. All right. all right, I think it's time to wrap up this day. Hey, this is actually our longest comic episode, by the way. Mad yeah. Mad. Almost double the length of a normal comic episode. (laughs) It turns out when I'm here, I talk a lot. (laughs) Plus, there's a lot to talk about. I'm like, the last time you were with us for a comic was Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. Yeah. (laughs) just wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Kind of lacking, but... uh, I still can't believe we did that, but you know what? People have downloaded. People listen to it. Okay, you bring me into Star Wars, I'm going to have my extensive, completely useless knowledge for it. This is all it's good for. This and Star Wars trivia. I forgot to mention this earlier. I was going to mention it at the opening. Um, I did want to give another quick shout out to the other podcast I had mentioned. Well, would have been a couple of weeks ago. That time you guys hear this one is I had pronounced it wrong. And I'll be saying this on a regular episode too. It was not Mex Men. It was no, it God, was Mex Men. F- what did I say? I said X Men. Yeah, it's Mex Men. X Mex, which yeah, Stefan and I laughed at because we were like, that doesn't make any sense. I know. <laughs> I don't know what why. you meant to say was Mex Men. It's Mex Men. So if you guys get a chance, look for our podcast. Add your rotation. It's called Mex Men. There'll be a link in the show notes, and I'm also going to mention it on our. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be. You already heard this. What, what am I saying? This comes out later than I'm than after we're recording it. So I sometimes <laughs> right, forget Steph how Stefan and I even joked about we're like X Mex is such a weird name. Is that yeah, what? Yeah, it is. Oh, X Mex. Like sounds like a cereal. 
Yeah, I, I wanted to say it at the beginning of this episode, but then I completely forgot. And now I'm like, oh shit, I should mention that. So yeah, if you're still if you're looking for another podcast, definitely look up God our Mex Men. I keep forgetting. X-Men. I don't know why it doesn't stick with me. We'll write it down for uh for the next <laughs> official episode or the next be main series. Show notes. I have written down now for when we do uh our episode next week. Which if you're listening to this will actually be our episode from like two weeks ago. <laughs> Last week, yeah. <laughs> Because we're doing Fear Effect, and this is published after we release Fear Effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. First, I want to give a quick shout out to our awesome intro and outro. Stefan, do you want to do the the give? <laughs> let us know that talk, please. I'm done. <laughs> it's uh, Bulby, aka Mike Stoney, from his EP "Bite the Bullet." The name of the song is called "The Cool Kids Squad." Cool Kids Squad. Cool Kids Squad. <laughs> you can find it in the show notes. I'm done. <laughs> I know. Link in the I, description. I just brung it up to you. Oh, I'm tired. I'm just like, <laughs> I remembered that. I mean, outro with my uh, classic YouTuber voice. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening. And we will sure, have a like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I want to thank everyone for listening. And we will have another comic episode to you next month that will not be Star Wars related. <laughs> so, bye, everybody. Bye. Well, of course, people. <laughs>